Welcome to episode 3, and the third part of our three-part pilot recording. These last two episodes came in a little bit short, which is part of the reason we're running them almost back-to-back. But from this point on, new episodes will be out bi-weekly, every second Friday. And as I'm sure you remember from the first two parts, if you've listened to them, our sound quality is going to get a lot better starting in episode 4, and then again in episode 6. Stick with us! Hey! Paisanos! It's the- Excuse me, princess! Super Show! Welcome back to the Excuse Me Princess Super Show, where we're watching all 65 episodes of the Super Mario Bros. Super Show and The Legend of Zelda in the original air date order. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And today we were talking about episode 3, All Steamed Up and Butch Mario and the Luigi Kid. Surprisingly, exactly what we thought and not what we thought. Yeah, it's cowboy time. And remember, if you want to legally watch these shows, you can watch them on Amazon Prime, at least in Canada, and on the Wild Brain official YouTube channel, the current rights holders. Well, we'll start with what you thought about the live-action episode, All Steamed Up, and its special guest star, Sergeant Slaughter. First, let's tell them what happened. Yeah, okay. Uh, starts off with the Mario Brothers working on a Steamomatic. Yeah. One of those steam things you climb into that's supposed to sweat you down to size. And after much work, where one's tightening the bolts, one's loosening them, for some reason, the pizza phone rings. As it so often does. And who should be on the line? Sergeant Slaughter's on his way to pick up his steamomatic, but he's not happy with the way things are shaking out. Mario takes the opportunity to vanish, seemingly, leaving Luigi to deal with the irate wrestler, and hilarious antics involving push-ups, mostly, ensue. And military chants. Yeah, it's pretty basic stuff, but, you know, it's funny enough. Probably was pretty cool for kids at the time to see Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. Who is Sergeant Slaughter? Sergeant Slaughter was, at the time, contemporary professional wrestler in the then-WWF. He was famous for his pro-military, pro-America rhetoric and basically doing the drill sergeant routine. And an alternate version of him was a character in G.I. Joe. He even had an action figure and was a star in the movie. Unfortunately, his wrestling career would turn down after they decided to make him a pro-Iran traitor for a while. That gimmick didn't last very long, but it didn't help. So, near the end of the episode... When Luigi is now having to load up the Steamomatic onto his tank, onto Sergeant Slaughter's tank himself, the doors of the Steamomatic open to reveal a tiny Mario. Yeah, turns out Mario's been inside the whole time and has been literally shrunk by the steam. Including his clothes. So, well, that makes the most yes. sense. <laughs> Mario now being portrayed by, uh... Joseph Griffo who is an actor stuntman. This was only his fifth acting gig, but since uh, then has had a long career in Hollywood in such uh, films as Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Argo, and most recently an uncredited role as a Jawa in The Mandalorian. It always comes back to Star Wars. It's the only thing that matters. Oh yeah, and don't forget, Sergeant Slaughter and Luigi uh, tell us to watch a preview for Friday's episode of The Legend of Zelda. 
We've now seen about two minutes worth of footage from the episode, including a couple of the more famous animation errors. Lots of mouths not moving while characters talk sort of stuff, but we'll get to that when we get to that. How do you feel about uh, this little bookend segment? I think of the three we've watched, it's probably the best one. I, I do have to agree. I mean, it felt like it flowed a lot better and had a lot more chemistry between everyone. Yeah, it's kind of more to the point. It's, you know, I from what I remember, this is more of the format that they'll follow. Is the brothers are doing something, the customer calls or rings the doorbell or whatever. We see the, the puppeted stairs boof, 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 drop down as they come down to the basement door. And then, boom, guest star time. Yes. We get antics. Lots and lots of antics. All right. And... <laughs> I don't have anything to say. We're not doing, like, uh, ratings for these, I don't think. No. Cartoon. But this one's a lot of fun. Yes. And... Frankly, I liked it better than the cartoon. <laughs> Much better. Yeah. So we'll move on to that. Butch Mario and the Luigi Kid. It's a cowboy one. Uh, Mario, Luigi, Princess Toadstool, and Toad show up to the Wild Wild West world. Wild Wild what? Actually, don't make me stand up, walk over to you, and slap you over this. No, as the episode begins, Peach has been kidnapped already by Koopa, Kid Koopa, in the first of his many, many aliases, being held in a well. Not a well, a mine. Yes. The Mario Brothers uh, stumble across a cactus with a wanted poster with their pictures on it. They don't question why the wanted poster is calling them Butch Mario and Luigi Kid. They just tend to go with the movie parody things. Everybody just gets into it. Unfortunately, the cactus turns out to be a pokey from Mario 2, which they shut up with a plunger to the face and just sort of keep talking, standing right next to it. They don't seem that bright this episode. No. They keep on making bad mistakes. Yeah. Eventually, uh... You get the first appearance of uh, recurring Koopa Lackey Mouser, which in Mario 2 is that rat in sunglasses that hops around and throws bombs at you, and you got to pick them up and throw them back. You know, it's a nice breakup from fighting Birdo every level. In this, he's the sheriff, but he's still French because he's got a little mustache, so why wouldn't he be French in a deep cartoon? Makes sense to me. Well, you know, only the French have facial hair. Yeah. Just dropping this in here because we forgot to mention it before. But Mouser was voiced by John Stalker, Toad's voice actor. And Danny Wells, Luigi's voice actor, also voices the Pokey and Koopa Troopas that are in this episode. He's got a posse of uh, Sniffits, those Mario 2 shy guys that jump up and shoot uh, bullets out of their nose, all riding Ostros, which were in the manual called Birdos which is part of the whole confusion that people used to have about Birdo's name. Among other confusions people have about Birdo, is it uh, the brothers managed to shake him? Uh, what is this thing here? They end up getting arrested. And this is where we get our fifth and sixth count of pasta power and the first appearance of the nursery rhyme. Yeah. Uh, patty cake, patty cake, pasta man, give me pasta power as fast as you can. Pretending to be delirious with thirst, Mouser comes in just to drink a glass of water in front of them and gloat, and they take the opportunity to knock his hat off so Toad can sneak under it. Mouser puts it back on, not noticing that it suddenly weighs a whole lot more than a 10-gallon hat should. 
Well, he just drank a lot of water. Yeah. And now he's gone in to go and get a real drink. Yes. In the saloon. Low fat. Yeah. Presumably that's the old bit about going into the cartoon saloon and having milk. Yeah. Or cream or something. But not booze. Never booze. Luckily, Toad sneaks out from under the hat and swipes a bag of bombs, blows up the bar with one, and busts out the brothers with the other. While also blowing them up, which isn't the first time, or which isn't the last time one of the brothers gets blown up in this uh, episode. No, this one isn't played quite as quote-unquote seriously. They head to the mine where Bowser's keeping Prince's Toadstool. Koopa's keeping Prince's... They head to the mine where King Koopa is keeping Princess Toadstool. It's funny how I have a better time remembering uh, Princess Toadstool than that it's not Bowser. Not to jump ahead, I think they call him Bowser Koopa once by the time they get to, like, Mario World. Oh. Yeah. We might discuss that if we watch Mario World for this. <laughs> we'll be too busy talking about Oogtar. Trust me. They come to a dead end where uh, Toad suggests that they blow up the... Dead end with the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they find at the end of the mine that Koopa's bricked it up. But luckily, Toad finds a bunch of... They call them bomb plants, which... In Mario 2, some of the grass grass tufts you could pull up had bombs in them. And you could, you know, you'd break through those bricks and the underground parts. So they do that, but Luigi spends so long trying to pull a bomb up that he ends up getting blown up in the... uh, the original explosion, and it's somewhat played for drama, because he can't breathe, because of all the smoke. And uh, Mario, in an uncharacteristic show of concern, actually takes him outside to get fresh air, just to find that they're surrounded by Koopa and the gang. Where Koopa challenges uh, Mario to an old-fashioned western shoot-em-out. Yeah, Koopa's uh, armed... With either one of those red snakes that shoot fire from Mario 2, or a small fire-shooting piranha plant, depending on the shot. Was there a song cover for this episode? Uh, let me check. I knew I was missing something. Well, according to uh, the internet, the episode originally featured a cover of Rawhide. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Koopa cheats on the draw, but... How does he... Oh, Mario just jumps over the fireball anyway. There's nothing I love more than people dodging bullets. Yeah. Especially slow-moving bullets. Especially slow-moving fireballs. Mario, on the other hand, goes for a spray-and-pray approach. (laughs) Which doesn't do much, but does enough uh, for them to run through, into the mine, and fall down a well. (laughs) There's no well in the mine, you're just teasing me. They fall down the shaft, and, you know... Good news is, they bust open the cage Princess Toadstool was in. Bad news, they're still trapped at the bottom of the mine. However, there is water in pipes. So it's time for some plumbing power. Just as uh, King Koopa, Koopa Kid. Yeah, that's right. We have to remember his aliases, too. Kid Koopa's about to throw a bomb down the shaft after them when the Mario Brothers turn the pressure of the pipes back on him and shoot the bomb upwards. Blowing Koopa and the Troopas sky high, and not explaining how they get out of the well afterwards. I assume they just swam. Yeah. Or they rode the water jet up, and... I think it just sort of ends there, doesn't it? It does, which is one of the reasons I really didn't like it, was because it went from one bookend to, uh, to 
a sort of finish, but like no actual. Yeah, I don't even. If sure they made some sort of. Oh yeah, that's right. They're at the top of the mine, and oh Mario, how can I ever thank you? I could think of seven ways: spaghetti, linguine, tortellini, mozzarella, you know, pasta flour stuff, including garlic ice cream. Oh yeah, that's a recurring bit in these two. And I think we didn't comment on it in the last couple, but yeah, there's a few uh, fairly disgusting food mixes that Mario's into. As long as one of the ingredients is Italian, he's on board. Anyway, then we smash cut back to the Sergeant Slaughter subplot. Well, he's telling Luigi to drop and give him five. Or no, I think by that point, supposedly Luigi's been doing 500. Yeah, I think uh, he's been doing 500. Yeah. The only reason I mention that is just because it's such an abrupt ending. Okay. Now, the episode, as originally aired, featured a cover of the theme from Rawhide, or the, the song Rawhide. I can't remember if that's also the theme for something. You know, the... Rawhide. I think there is a uh, movie called Rawhide that was the theme for, but... Something or a show. And, once again, thanks to the Super Mario Brothers Super HQ on YouTube, link in the description, here is that cover of Rawhide. Excuse me, Paisano. They sang in the Blues Brothers in that scene. You ever see the Blues Brothers? No, I've been meaning to, but I... It's good. Watch that with the surround system. Okay, I will. So the pasta power count is up to six... For the rating for this show, or episode. Well, just on the merits of the cowboy crap alone, I'm going to give it a 4.5... Garlic ice creams. Yeah. Out of 10. Is that your rating, too? No, I'm going to give it a 2 garlic ice creams out of 10. Was that bad? I did not enjoy this one. (laughs) I... Did not want to pay attention to it. Yeah, the the last one, even with the King Arthur crap, had enough goodwill to carry it along. This one was just sort of a, you know, as a kid you'd watch it, as an adult you're reaching for your phone. You know it's bad when Sergeant Slaughter is more interesting. And some of the best things they had were communism jokes. Yeah, it's in the red zone. I'm double parked, my tank is on top of a Chevy. I thought that, uh, lady would never stop yelling. <laughs> okay. Well, if you want to share your thoughts about the episode and tell us that you disagree with us, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Excuse Me Sup Show. Or you can email us directly at Excuse Me Super Show at gmail.com. And because I keep forgetting to say this first, you can also leave comments in the YouTube version of this episode. If we get enough correspondence or questions or anything, we'll record some drop in mail segments eventually. As for the next episode. Alright, it's time for the next episode. Predictions. If I know it, I won't say it. Let's go. Here we go. The live action segment is Marianne and Luigina. Oh, 
Uh, they get married to each other. Marianne and Luigina? No, Mario and Luigi. But oh. in order to uh, actually have this uh, marriage legal, as it was in the uh, 80s when this uh, episode aired, they, uh, one of them had to change genders. But there was a confusion on which one should. Thus... We're going to have some very good 80s uh, representation. I'm sure that won't be problematic at all. At least no more problematic than this. And here's the real meat of it, though. Mario's Magic Carpet is the episode of the next cartoon. Mm. You think we're going to be getting some uh, some Middle Eastern-flavored stuff? Not a... Uh, I think we are, but definitely not an Aladdin parody, because that has yet to come out. What, the classic story from A Thousand and One Nights? No, uh, the Aladdin Disney version. Yeah. But, I mean, Aladdin still exists. Yes, Al uh, Aladdin does still exist. However, I do not believe that we're going to get the most similar to the movie that we all know and have enjoyed. Maybe not. It'd be more like that old... Did you ever see that old uh, Aladdin short they did starring Popeye? No. <laughs> and if I did, I have forgotten about it. That's something to watch. That's available legally for free on YouTube. Everyone should watch that. And something tells me you're going to like it better than Mario's Magic Carpet. But we'll find that out next time. And until next time, do, do the, the Mario. You have just finished listening to Only the French Have Facial Hair. I'm Aaron from the Excuse Me Princess Super Show. I'm also Aaron the Travel Plan Man, where you can find me on TikTok as Aaron the Travel Plan Man, Facebook as Aaron Shanahan the Travel Plan Man, or you can reach out to me uh, directly through the links on those sites if you need help planning your next vacation, business trip, or more. Until next time, do the Mario.